We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Dylan Matthews live in the Kia Studios giving you the hometown take for one more hour until we hand things off to Garrett Chapman and Caleb Johnson, better known as the Dopey Millennials. We'll catch up with Caleb Johnson. We already got Garrett Chapman running things back there behind the glass doing his thing. So we'll catch up with them in a little bit. But we're going to continue to talk about the Atlanta Hawks because a lot of people want to talk about the Hawks. And I want to talk about the Hawks as well. So before we get to Corey, Kevin, and John, I do want to let Corey, Kevin, and John, and the rest of you all here from Nate McMillan. Because we talk about the Hawks not being able to finish. They blew, obviously, a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter last night against the Orlando Magic. Still get the win, which is most important, but it's the way they did it that has us not really satisfied right now. When this team is so talented, they have so much talent, even without Clint Capella. They have so much talent on this roster, and you just feel like you feel like they're close, but they're not quite there. And it's not because of lack of talent. It's because of their execution down the stretch. It's because maybe Trey Young is playing hero ball at the least opportune times. It's because, in my opinion, they aren't consistent enough, and they aren't consistent enough in rebounding the basketball. They're giving up too many second-chance points, too many offensive rebounds in too many of these games. So... I just don't like the way the Hawks are finishing. I don't like their consistency some nights. So we will get into all of that with Corey, Kevin, and John. But let's hear from Coach Nick McMillan because obviously the team didn't do a great job of finishing. I mean, they finished it out and they did get the win, but they didn't finish like they should have, just to be frank about it. But earlier today during the Atlanta Hawks practice, Nate McMillan did talk about he's seen teams that can't finish, but we can. Here's the Hawks head coach. I've seen so many teams, and I've been a part of uh, of teams that they play hard and uh, for 48 minutes, but they just can't finish. And uh, you know, we're we're not we're one of those teams that we can finish. Uh, we just need to be more consistent. At it. That was the Atlanta Hawks coach. Nate McMillan, okay, I mean, I guess if you, you know, you've seen teams that can't finish, you think y'all can, well, I'm going to need y'all to work on that and do that a little bit better, coach. So hopefully that's something. And look, again, it's not early. I'm not going to say it's that, but 
the Atlanta Hawks don't necessarily have to be playing their best basketball right now. You want the team to improve as the season continues. I understand all that. But what I do want to see, I do want to see the Atlanta Hawks start to beat up on these teams that you know they should beat up on, like the Orlando Magic, like the Chicago Bulls. You want to see them win by 10, 13, 15 points or more. Heck. But you want to start to see them win convincingly in some games that you know they should win convincingly in. And they haven't really done that in a whole lot of these games. They've had some good wins, yes, but there's just more to be desired there. And again, it feels like they're close, especially now that they're getting healthy. It feels like they can be close to what they should be. But they just aren't there yet. And it's really for some things of their own doing. Before again, Corey, Kevin, John, hold on. We're going to get you in just a second. I want to let you guys continue to hear from Nate McMillan on how the coaches, including Nate McMillan, are teaching players by film study on how to finish games. Here's the coach. Do it by teaching. You show them, you know, which is what we did again today. And, um, you know, hope that they start to show growth in uh, learning to finish, finish games, you know. And, again, you do have some younger guys on this roster, but I get that. But Trey, he's been there, done that. He's been to the Eastern Conference Finals. Bogey's been there, done that. DeJounte hasn't necessarily been, doesn't have that playoff, um, you know, experience, but he's been in the league for some years now. He knows what's going on. So, we are, a lot of the, the shows have been talking about leadership. You know, who's the leader on this team? You should have multiple leaders. And I know Nate Miller talked about Bogey being a leader on this team, DeJounte Murray. You know, we've talked about whether or not Trey Young is necessarily a vocal leader on this team. That That's part of finishing, too. Get You know, making sure you have those leaders to vocalize, hey, guys, you know, we're slipping up a little bit here. We need to finish this. Let's Let's lock back in. So that's part of it, too. I want you guys to hear about, I'm sure you all know, what the three C's are from Nate McMillan uh, for the fourth quarter. But in case you don't know, I'm going to let you hear what the three C's are, and I think we need to add another C to that. And really this C could be not just for the fourth quarter, but the entire game and the entire season. But just in case you don't know what the three C's are for Nate McMillan and the fourth quarter, here's what they are. Most games are going to come down to five points either way, whether you're up or you're down. And, you know, our three C's, we talk about being calm and being clear. Mainly that's for the fourth quarter. Being calm and clear, uh, connected in what we need to do to finish that game. Calm, clear, connected. Can we add consistent to that as well? That's really the main thing for me. I need the Hawks to be more consistent. There are nights when they look great, when they look like they could be world beaters. And they have nights where they just have a dud. Do you remember the third game of the season against the Charlotte Hornets? They won the first two games. And you're like, okay, we're, we're starting off right. We're starting off where we should be. And then we lay in freaking egg against the Charlotte Hornets. That's, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's the consistency I need. You don't rebound the ball consistently enough, in my opinion, too. And I've been harping on the rebounding all season long. I think it's one of the Hawks' biggest areas they need to improve in is rebounding. They need to rebound the ball a lot more consistently They've given up way too many chance, uh, second chance points, and they've done it in, in, in bad at bad times as well. 
All right, before we get to Corey, Kevin, and John, one more for Nate McMillan. He says even after last night, he's not concerned about the Hawks' struggle to maintain leads. No, it's not. Up. It's not a concern. It's not a concern. We're still working, working on it. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, with thirty with thirty one games uh, into the season, and uh, we're not where we want to be, um, and we have to continue to work on it. I don't think any team is really where they want to be uh, right now. Agree. Like I said, the Hawks don't have to be playing their best basketball right now. You want the Hawks to be peaking when they go into the playoffs. But when you have a 13-point lead with three minutes to go in the fourth quarter, you don't want that to end up being a one-point game that you almost lose. That's the point there. So... We'll see how the Hawks fare tomorrow against the Chicago Bulls. Again, you can hear that right here on Sports Radio 92.9, the game flagship station for the Atlanta Hawks and the Atlanta Hawks Radio Network. Mike Conti and Steve Holman will be with you. Pre-game starts at 7 o'clock, tip at 7.30. All right. You all have been patient, and I appreciate that. Let's head out to the phone lines, 404-741-0929. If you want to talk some Atlanta Hawks basketball, taking your phone calls the rest of this segment. Corey is calling out from Riverdale. Corey, what's on your mind about these Hawks? Yes, I, I don't know how much time I got, but I like a little give and take with you. Okay, go um, ahead, Corey. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Tell me when the Grizzlies got good. The Grizzlies got good probably yeah. what? They've been good for about uh, three, four years. I think it was about uh, three years ago when they made the when they got right. into the play-in and they, they lost to the Blazers. Was that about three, four they years ago? When they, got, they got good when they got John Morant. Right. When did the Phoenix Suns get good? The Phoenix Suns? They got yeah. good when they got Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Okay. So where I'm going with this is Trey Young is not a leader. Just like, okay, just for instance, the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. They'll never win a championship. There's no leader on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young, really don't fit together. DeJounte is not a two-guard. He's more of a point guard, but he's a leader. But he's not the point guard. Trey Young will go get you 40. He'll go get you 50. But as he says, when you listen to the interviews, DeJounte's pissed off. And we won by one point. I can't believe it was a one-point game. We should have destroyed these guys. Trey Young is, uh, you know, uh, the regular season is kind of boring. Until we get a leader, if it was me, Maybe I would trade. I know people ridiculously call in and say stuff. Oh, trade Trey Young for LeBron. But if I could have LeBron for two years, I'd take LeBron over Trey Young because that would give us the leadership we need. And I'll hang up and I'll listen. Thank you. Appreciate you, Corey. I don't agree with that, but I think there's better ways to do to do what you're talking about, <laughs> not necessarily trade for LeBron. But uh, I understand his sentiment. I, again, I don't agree with that necessary take, but I, I agree with his sentiment. I'm not close enough to the Atlanta Hawks to tell you whether or not Trey Young is a, is a leader. I'm not in the locker room, so it's not my place to say whether or not he's a leader. I can tell by the games, and I can tell by the way DeJounte Murray carries himself, and I feel pretty confident from the organization he came from before he was with the Atlanta Hawks that DeJounte Murray is a leader on and off the court. So I think we have a leader in that aspect. Nate McMillan told you that he believes Bogey Bogdanovich is a very vocal leader on this team, and I can I can see that. I can get that. John Collins seems like a leader to me. So I don't think 
it's about us not having leaders. I just think we need everybody to be bought into what the Atlanta Hawks want to do. And I think we truly need to find an identity and stick to that. I'm not sure if we necessarily have an identity right now. I still think we're trying to find that. I still think we're trying to find how we want to play the game of basketball with Trey Young and DeJounte. I think they're still figuring things out. Now, again, talent-wise, we're good enough to beat a lot of these teams, even though we we necessarily haven't figured things out yet. But I just think, again, the consistency needs to be there more, and we, the, the Atlanta Hawks really just need to, again, rebound the basketball better. Trey Young needs to pick his spots better uh, uh, on when he you know decides to play quote-unquote hero ball, take those long logo threes. And again, I just think, I think there's something missing there. I think there's an intangible missing there, and I just can't quite put my finger on it. But let's keep... Hearing from the city, Kevin is calling up from Tucker. He's fired up and uh, he's ready to talk about some Atlanta Hawks. Let's, oh, yeah. let's talk to Kevin. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm fired up. I've been listening to the conversation all night. And the one thing I can say about I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm going to put it on out there because you already know my name. Okay. Atlanta, you sound like a loser. Okay, y'all calling up about Trey Young. He's the only one on that team that got that dog in him. Okay, and y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. My 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 guys, my my guys at the barbershop and, and those type of guys. Y'all know exactly what I'm saying when I say that dog in him. You don't think Dejounte got that dog in him? Oh, Deontay got that dog in him. Okay, but DeAndre Hunter does not. He needs to bulk up and stop being weak and stop looking at like Dennis the Menace on the court. And be be aggressive. He needs to. That's why he doesn't get the calls. He's a great great defensive guy, but he doesn't get the calls because he's not aggressive. And at his position, he needs to be aggressive, big, and and go to the hoop and learn how to rebound and stop getting hurt. Go go and, and improve your game like like Okongwu did one year from another. You can see it in Okongwu. He's smart. He's a, he's, a, he's all about you know playing that defense. Look at the defense he plays on the big dude from Milwaukee, right? He Giannis, can never, yeah. right, but how he plays on Giannis. And you can see it in him when he plays the big guys. Those guys are bigger than him, but yet he plays great defense. And you can see he got a little shot on him, so he's been working on his game. But I just got a couple of little things, man. Let me get through these things right quick. Get because through, as Kevin. you can see, I am hyped. I know. Real quick, okay, real quick, okay. First of all, you talk about leaders. The leader is the, is the coach. His name is Nate McMillan. He needs to he needs to learn how to inspire his his, his players. I'm gonna give you some insight. He did not play <clears throat> he did not play Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish wanted off that team, but yet he plays AJ Griffin. So you telling me AJ Griffin got more talent than Cam Reddish? Look what Cam Reddish was doing when he was here that made you so hyped about Cam Reddish, right? And we were all disappointed when he left. He he left because they chose Kevin Horder. Right? They should have chose Cam Reddish and let that dude start and play because he had the most talent. And him with Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter, that, that's a better fit to me. John Collins. John Collins is like a box of chocolates. You don't never know what you're going to get. Right? I want to love the guy, but then, you know, he takes three pointers and you can clearly see he can't shoot. Right? And another person that can't shoot, Justin Holiday, stop thinking you're a three point shooter. You can't shoot. 
play your defense. You can't shoot. You're a professional, and you still think you can take a three-pointer, and you can't shoot. Everybody can see it, right? Everybody can see it. But Trey Young is not the issue, guys. Trey Young is not the issue. Nate McMillan, you're on the clock. It's ticking, right? It, it should be ticking because that team is the same team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals and or almost to the Eastern Conference Finals, and now all of a sudden they just a 500 ball, ball, um, a ball team. Something ain't right, and it starts with the coach. Guys, thank you for letting me get out my issues, but Trey Young is not your problem, and y'all need to get off with Trey Young about this leadership. He shows he's a leader on the court. Ask the Knicks. All right, Kevin. Uh, th- so uh, there are some things, and we'll react to this on the other side. John, hang on. I'll get to you uh, when we get back from the other side of the break. A couple of things I agree with. A couple of things I don't. I think DeAndre Hunter can be more aggressive, but I think he's also worked on his game, and I think he's definitely improved on his game. DeAndre Hunter, a couple of years ago, I don't think he was that good at creating his own shot. I think DeAndre Hunter is now better at creating his own shot. I think he's better at getting to the basket. That's why I want him to go to the basket more. Like you were saying, Kevin, you want him to be more aggressive. And DeAndre Hunter, I couldn't quite understand if you're saying he wasn't a good defender, but DeAndre Hunter is arguably the best defender on this team. What did right you say about Cam Reddish, by the way? Are we still talking about Cam Reddish in this season? Can we stop talking about – bro. <laughs> Cam if, Reddish has played one game in the month of December. We're still Cam, talking about Cam Reddish. If Cam Reddish was as talented – and look, I'm Hasn't upset about – Hasn't scored a single point in the month of December. If Cam, but we're talking about Cam Reddish. I would trust me. I was hype on Cam Reddish too, and I will admit I was dead wrong about Cam Reddish. I thought Cam Reddish was going to be this talented prospect too, and I thought he could be, you know, the Robin to Trey Young's Batman. We were, I was dead wrong. We would need to admit we were dead wrong about Cam Reddish. Okay, talk about you know having that dog in you. Cam ain't got a puppy in him. Like Cam ain't got no heart. He does not love the game of basketball enough. And if he was that talented. He would have got playtime in New York. He wouldn't be asking out of a trade in New York. When you're asking out of places because you ain't getting no playtime, there's a reason you ain't getting no playtime, okay? I got to get to a break. We'll be back in five minutes to keep talking about this. Like I said, John, hang on the line. We'll talk some more Atlanta Hawks basketball when we come back in five minutes. It is the hometown take right here, filling in for the John Chuckery Show on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
Oh, yeah. Very fitting as we come back here on the Hometown Take Live in the Key Studios. Your boy Dylan Matthews taking you up until 9 p.m. Then the Dopey Millennials that consist of Garrett Chapman and Caleb Johnson coming up after that. We'll check in with the fellas here in about 23 minutes, so stay tuned for that. But this song is fitting coming back because we've been talking a lot about our basketball team here in the A, the Atlanta Hawks, and we're trying to figure out, like, what exactly is going on with the Hawks? Like, they have some good nights, but then they have some head-scratching losses. You see some good things, you're like, okay, yes, this is the team I've been waiting on. Then you see some things, and you're like, man, what in the world are we doing? It's been a roller coaster, frustrating season, but probably mostly frustrating. And why is that? That's the question I want to ask to you. What's going on with the Atlanta Hawks? How are you all feeling about the Atlanta Hawks? 404-741-0929. Let's not waste any more time. Let's head back out to the phone lines because John in Union City has been patiently waiting. John, the floor is yours. Welcome to 92.9 The Game. Now, people have been asking during the course of your show and in various other forums, what is the Atlanta Hawks' personality? And it's just, it's very simple. Trey Young is the Atlanta Hawks' personality. Who provided all of the clutch shots, the 50-point games, the excitement, the leadership during the run to the conference finals? It was Trey Young. Simply Trey Young. He had very little help in a lot of the games that we played until last year when he was solved because people, other teams finally figured out, you stop Trey Young, you stop the Hawks. Enter DeJounte Murray. Now, there was a caller that said that we got the same thing. You really got two point guards on this team right now. Right. You got two of the same thing. All right. Now, you didn't need two of the same thing. In the Eastern Conference, you need some size because every time you play Boston, New York, Milwaukee, uh, Toronto, well, really everybody in the Eastern Conference, these little hawks are getting beat to death. Mm-hmm. Trey Young going to the basket, getting beat to death. Hunter, Colin, everybody's undersized. The reason why is because you tried to create Golden State East out of this team. You got a jump shooting team that for the beginning of the season couldn't hit a jump shot. This right. team needs three scoring bigs. And I'm not talking about going and getting Rudy Poop or somebody that you already are familiar with <laughs> that's six foot eight and all that type of stuff. I need six ten and seven feet. Now, if you can't find them in the NBA right now, the Hawks need to get their scouts in here to go to the four corners of the earth and find these players and bring them here because you cannot survive coming out of – see, the Eastern Conference is a meat grinder, okay, versus the Western Conference. You're going to get beat to death before you even get out of the conference finals headed toward Golden State because that's who may eventually come out of there. But, see, this, right now you've got to find some bigs. 
And these people that are here, that are, that are left behind, you need to spend two hours before and two hours after practice learning how to shoot. You know, you were complaining and everybody complaining about holiday. Holiday, now see, thing is, I have very little patience for people that are making millions of dollars that can't bring fundamentals such as shooting to the, to, you know, to the game. I'm with you. Uh-uh. Yeah, you can pay me $10 an hour, and I'll go out there and miss some shots for you if that's all it takes <laughs> to be an NBA player. No, no, I'm not accepting that. You you players, you need to get your rear ends in gear, do what it is that you need to do to learn how to shoot from anywhere on that float. John, let me, let me ask you a quick out. question. Let me ask you a quick question. I want you to finish your point. You talked about wanting to get some bigger dudes in here. I understand that sentiment, but do you think that the way Trey Young is in his play style, do you think a scoring big man would necessarily fit in this offense? Because Clint Capella, he, he, he gets garbage work, and that's how he gets his number. He gets rebounds, he gets putbacks, he gets lobs. We don't really run plays for him. Do you think the way we run this offense through Trey Young, do you think that could necessarily support a, a big man who needs the ball thrown to him in the post? Do you think that's something that – that we could, you know, work around the way this team is currently constructed? The way that the team current no, no, no. The team would have to be reconstructed. Okay. The team would have to the team would have to be reconstructed. That's why I said we need three scoring bigs here. We don't look see, this is this is the thing. There are people that have put people in roles. Okay, your only role is to rebound and get put back. And, and get lobs or whatever. Man, uh-uh, uh-uh. I need everybody working because, see, look, take, for instance, Giannis. Who is Giannis checking when they're, uh, when the Hawks had the ball? You know, we don't have anybody worth Giannis checking. We don't have anybody worth MB checking, okay? But they just sit back there and play uh, out center field. Whoever comes down in my area, I'm going to grab him before he gets to the basket. You know, he doesn't have a challenge. We're the ones that have the challenge all the time because we're having to defend against the Giannis with an undersized center. We've got to make other centers and other big men work, but we don't have that type of team. Appreciate the phone call, uh, John. And sorry, we, we, we're about to catch up to a, a break here, John. So sorry we had to uh, – Cut you off there. Corey, we'll get to you uh, next here. Corey's calling from Fayetteville. But before we get to Corey, I do want to bring up the fact that I asked that I asked John that question for a specific reason. I don't think the way this team is built around Trey Young, and I get he said we have to reconstruct the team, but we're not getting rid of Trey Young. That's the thing. The way Trey Young plays basketball, I don't think it necessarily tends to having a big man who needs the ball thrown to him down low. I don't think it, 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 it works like that. So basically what I'm saying, you have to make a choice. You, you can't have everything, you know, and you need, you need role players. You know, you, you need maybe two, three guys who can definitely go get you a bucket, but you need role players as well. Now, where those role players come, that, that's your choice. For, you know, the 76ers, their, their two stars are Harden and Embiid, and one being Embiid. But they work the offense inside back out. 
For the Hawks, it's the opposite. They work from the outside. They work with Trey Young to let him penetrate it to, to the to the basket, and then they let him kick out. That doesn't necessarily go with a big man. See, in the NBA, what you want to do is you want to space the floor. If you have a dominant big man, and if you have Trey Young, I don't think it works because then the spacing gets messed up because you have a big man who's trying to clog the floor or clog the paint, it doesn't work. That's why Harden didn't want to play with Clint Capella. Now, Trey does like playing with Clint because he's good off the pick and roll, but the point is, is that I don't think that would necessarily work. So I understand where you're coming from, John, and I definitely think we need some size. I just don't think we need a dominant big man like you're saying. I think Clint Capella is fine to her. Get us some rebounds, catch us some lobs, and rebound the basketball effectively and block some shots and play good defense down low and clean up everything down low. Let's go out to Corey in Fayetteville. Corey, what's on your mind, man? Hey, man, I, I, I just want to say uh, I agree with a few of the callers and I disagree with the, the same callers in the same sense. We, um, we, we, we talk about the identity. The, the Hawks have not had an identity, honestly, since Dominique Wilkins. Let's, let's just be clear about that. That's the last time that the Atlanta Hawks had some tough, hard-nosed basketball players on the team. I mean, literally, when it comes to the big men, our big man is soft. Like, like the last caller just said, Giannis doesn't have to guard anyone. Embiid doesn't have to guard anyone. But we have to guard them. It's not about us getting a big man for us to have to guard to score. We need a big man that can cause havoc when it comes to rebounding. We need a big man that's going to cause havoc when it comes to blocking shots. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but, I mean, Clint Capella is, like, top five in rebounding right now. I don't don't understand. (laughs) Clint Capella is, I mean, let, let's let's look at the exact numbers. I mean, we're talking about needing this big man, and Clint Capella is that. Like, Clint, I don't think the problem, I think we need more size, but I don't think the people we have right now are bad. I don't think we need to get rid of Clint Capella or Nyeka Okongwu like you guys are alluding to. Now, do I think we need to be better rebounding the basketball? Yes, but that's not due to Clint Capella or what Nyeka Okongwu are doing. I think we need to do a better job of re- of ne- boxing out and getting rebounds on the perimeter. I don't think necessarily getting rid of Clint Capella or Yucca Kongu are are the solutions to that problem. So, I don't know. That, that's, that's my two cents on it. But, yeah, like, he's fourth in the – Clint Capella, thank you, Gary. He's fourth in the NBA in rebounding. Like, so, it's not the fact that we're not getting rebounds. I think it's – more so we're not finishing and getting rebounds in those in those necessary moments. I don't think we're doing and this goes back to finishing a game. We're giving up offensive rebounds at the worst time possible. It's not that we're necessarily giving up a lot of offensive rebounds. It's we're not getting those rebounds or we're not securing those stops at the at the moments that we need the most. If that makes sense. So, I don't know. Those are my two cents on the Atlanta Hawks, but I do feel like DeJounte and Trey are still trying to figure things out. And again, we are trying to work through some injuries. But it's a question right now, you know. The Atlanta Hawks just seem kind of in a rut. And hopefully they get out of that rut sooner rather than later. But when we get back, we're going to do a little rank-em. Because even though John Chuckery is not here, we're going to carry on the rank-em tradition of John Chuckery. 
And John Trucker will be back. Don't worry. You'll hear his voice again soon. But while I'm feeling it tonight, we'll make sure we still get a Rankum done. So Rankum up next, coming up in five minutes. We will do that on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Radio 92.9, the game final moments here on the Hometown Take. Hosted by we're live in the Kia Studios, taking you up until 9 o'clock. Garrett Chapman, Caleb Johnson, a.k.a. the Dopey Millennials, up next. We'll catch up with Caleb and Garrett here in about eight minutes. But before that, we got to get to something John Chuckery always does, and I don't know what better segment to do that's on the John Chuckery Show regularly then a rank them. Filling in for John Chuckery tonight. And even though John Chuckery isn't here, like I said before we went to break, we still got to do a rank them. So if you don't know what a rank them is, I'll tell you. I, I can't explain as good as Chuck does. He, he's got his whole spiel. But basically, Garrett Chapman is going to give me four things to rank, and I'm going to put them in order from one to four. John Chuckery stole this segment from College Football Game Time. He used to give Randy Mack and Hugh Douglas things to rank to get to know him better and he stole that segment. He calls it Rankum, and we're still in it now, and we're still calling it Rankum. Garrett? So I think I, st- I, I I kind of flexed the rules just a tiny bit here. That's okay. I gave you some of these are four, some of these are, are not four. That's all right. But I'm going to start it simple with four. Okay. Shrek, one, two, three, and four. Rankum. Mm, okay. That's a good one. Shrek 2 has to be number one because, I mean, Shrek 2 is a classic. Shrek, Shrek 2 with... Because Shrek 2, that's when Puss in Boots was, was uh, introduced, right? Shrek 2, yeah. Yes. A I mean, and Boots. I mean, him. I mean, Puss in Boots. One, I mean, obviously, you had Donkey and Shrek. I mean, Shrek 2 what, was the best one. That's when they go to Far, Far Away. Yeah, exactly. That was so great. That was a hilarious oh, movie. Going to Far, Far Away, Dude, the, meeting the, the, the fairy the white godmother. Bronco, the white Bronco <laughs> reference at the end of yes. it. Yes. <laughs> it's just amazing. He's going west on a white Bronco. Right. <laughs> that it's was such a crazy. great movie. Yeah. So I have to okay. put Shrek to number one. Shrek, the original Shrek goes uh goes at number two. It's a classic. Shrek three will go at number three. And then honestly, I, I haven't even seen that much of Shrek four. I've seen bits and pieces, but I haven't seen the whole thing beginning to end. So I'll put Shrek four last. I think Shrek four Shrek four I think just has the one meme that comes out of it. It's like do the roar. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever Our, that is. Yep, so yep. it's a very niche reference. It's like <laughs> I bet 90% of our audience will not understand what the hell I'm talking about. But That's okay. if you did, you probably chuckled in your car. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I got the NBA Finals Game 7. Okay. I've got World Series Game 7. Mm-hmm. NHL Game 7, the Stanley Cup yep, Finals. Right. And the Super Bowl. Just Ooh, Super Bowl. That's a good one. Okay. I think Just keeping it American. Super Bowl has to go number one because there's nothing. Really? Yeah, there's nothing like the okay. Super Bowl. Okay, okay. That's I mean, the, the Super Bowl is just a spectacle, and everybody knows what the Super Bowl is. Like, people who don't even watch football go to Super Bowl parties. I yeah, mean, that's, that, true. that's how big the Super Bowl is. So you got to put that's the Super Bowl point. number yeah. one. Like, we get the Europeans watching and everything else. Right. Basketball. I thought we care about them, but it's okay. <laughs> 
Basketball <laughs> is my favorite sport. It's my first love. So I'm gonna put uh, uh, I'm gonna put a NBA Finals Game Seven number two because I mean that that is just you get to see some pristine basketball if you're getting to an NBA Finals Game Seven. You get the block by James situation, you right? Know? Like exactly. that stuff was that, I mean, that 2016 NBA ooh. Finals Game Seven. Golden State Warriors. I love about it. to blow the three one lead to the the Cleveland loved Cavaliers, it. winning their first NBA title with LeBron James coming back. Oh. I it mean, was incredible. 2016 overall. That was an incredible year. It was a that was year. An incredible year. 2016 was a great year. I mean, people always talk about the the year 2016 had when it came to music. I mean, it was a great music year. It was a great sports year. Besides, you know what happened. I mean, well, technically the Super Bowl was 2017. That was 2016. That was 2017. 2017. So, so the 2016 season was great. Yes, but last the 20- season of uh, of the of the Georgia Dome. Yes. Yeah. So, it you know, it's some memorable, some memorable times here in Atlanta and just overall in 2016. So I'll put the Super Bowl number one, NBA Finals game seven, number two. Uh, you said World Series uh, game seven. I'll put that three. And then, honestly, I don't watch hockey. I'm not even going to lie to the people right now. I'm not a hockey guy. I don't watch hockey. I so ho- hockey's going four. I, I, I want the I want the NHL to come back to Atlanta so badly. I, see, I'm I'm NH- so I'm so ready for this to happen. If the NHL came back to Atlanta, then I would then get into hockey. But like right That's now, fair. like I don't have a team to root for. Like I don't really care. I'm I'm sorry. You don't cheer for really the Winnipeg Jets. Hockey. No, I know we moved to Winnipeg, but I I literally could care less about hockey right now. My my biggest thing, my biggest thing was that uh, when the the Stanley Cup was going on, when the Winnipeg Jets, not the Stanley, I guess it was just the playoffs or whatever mm-hmm. at the time, um, when the Winnipeg Jets, it was like a year or two after they had moved out there up there to Canada. Yeah, the Jets were actually having like a really good year, and I was just rooting so hard against them. <laughs> that was the biggest thing. Were for you me. really? Yes, I, I can't have them leave Atlanta and then all of a sudden they become good. Atlanta is all of a sudden start me. thriving. That would absolutely kill me. No, so I, I really, 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 really want to get into hockey. Right. I, I've tried so hard, and you go to a hockey game, and it is so much fun. Is it really? Oh, my gosh, it's so much fun. It is It is just, it's it's like that perfect temperature in there where it's kind of cool. Yeah. But it's, it's, oh, man, and the action on the ice is just so much fun. But uh, when it comes, when, not if, when mm. it comes back to Atlanta, I'm going to be ready for it. Moving on. Okay. I'm going to rank some rappers of the 2000s. Okay. I, you, you limited me to four, and then I started breaking the rules. <laughs> Drake, Eminem, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z. One, two, three, and four. Drake, Drake is, Eminem, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z. Drake is going number one. Drake is my favorite this is artist. Of the I do 2000s. not have Yeah, I don't care. Drake, oh. Drake is going Drake yeah, is I, going I number the rules one. You can't <laughs> no, no, Drake is going Drake is going number one. And okay, any list that Drake is in, Drake is going number one unless it's something negative, and then he'll go last. But Drake is my favorite artist of all time. Drake, in my opinion, can do no wrong. I mean, there's maybe one song that I, of Drake that I don't like, and even then it, it eventually grew on me. So Drake is going number one. Of the 2000s, you got to give – if we're speaking specifically of the 2000s, I mean, you got to give that to Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne went on a run in the, in the 2000s, especially like middle 2000s. I mean, like – you, you, the the Carters were coming out. I mean, the Carter three. I mean, that was just that was a run for Lil Wayne. Um, Eminem. I, I if it's between Jay Z and Eminem, between three and four, I have to put Jay Z third. And, and like I look, don't get me wrong, Eminem is goaded in my opinion. He's definitely one of the greats. But I'll put Jay Z third, and I'll put uh, Eminem last, just because. I know Eminem. I just don't know that much of Eminem. Um, I really need to go back and do my homework on Eminem. I know more Jay-Z than I do Eminem, but th- those those two go uh, third and fourth for me. Now, quickly, I do got one from our buddy Rusty. He always uh, 
uh, texts in or tweets me and gives us uh, Rankums and or Grillin' Dylan. So this is a this is a Grillin' Dylan question uh, as well. So it's a Grillin' Dylan slash Rankum. So Rusty says, got a Dylan a Grillin' Dylan question for you. Are you a last minute Christmas shopper? Ever shopped on Christmas Eve? I will probably be shopping on Christmas Eve right before stores start to close. Rusty really getting in there last minute at the buzzer. You know, big gifts I usually get before. Christmas Eve, I have shopped on Christmas Eve, but not for anything big. Like, if I need to get, like, last-minute gift cards or something like that, like something for, you know, my girlfriend's parents or something like that, then that's a situation I'll do. But other than that, like, nah, I'm usually pretty on time. Now, it might be up to the week of Christmas, um, but on Christmas Eve, I'm usually done. I'm going to keep it on that theme, actually. Okay, let's do it. We're rank some holidays. We got to go quick here. We got to go rapid fire. Yeah. Halloween, Christmas, Thanksgiving, 4th of July, and Easter. Halloween, Christmas, 4th of July, and Easter. And Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving is definitely number one. I mean, okay. just the, the the food, the fellowship, the football. You, you can't go wrong with Thanksgiving. I mean, Thanksgiving is just an amazing holiday. I love fellowship holiday. with the boys, man. That's, yeah. That's a great time. Uh, I'll put Christmas number two okay. because, like, everybody's in a, such a better mood during Christmas. Like, People are just nicer during Christmas. And the I, only and I thing like that. that would make Christmas better is if it was in the summertime. That is so true. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like you had Christmas or maybe in the like summer. fall, or maybe in the fall. In the you know, fall, like, it just, yes. It feels a little wrong to say that because I feel like the right? cold kind of comes with it. It goes hand in hand. Yeah, I don't know, but like the Christmas spirit, man. There's something about it. I feel you. It's I just a you. different time, and then you know you get your eggnog and everything too. Choose Christmas is just a nice. You an vibe. eggnog guy? I love eggnog. Get some bourbon in there, and I'll, I'll drink Heck some. Heck yeah, heck yeah. I love I love eggnog. Um, so. I'll put Thanksgiving one, Christmas two. I'll put Halloween three okay. just because I like the creativity of people dressing up and stuff. And then, you know, trick-or-treating, I like that for the kids. And then sure. I'll put Easter four. Nothing wrong with Easter. It's just, like, when you get older, it's not much you can really do during Easter. Love for Fourth of July? Oh, I forgot Fourth of July was, was in there. I was about there. to say that. So, the once I broke the rules. So, no, it's okay. I'll put <laughs> – so we'll do Thanksgiving. We'll do Christmas. Then we'll do – Halloween, 4th of July, and then we'll do Easter. See, 4th of July yeah. is one of my favorites. Is it really? Yeah. If, it, if it's not one of those days. I'm, I'm in studio almost every, every <laughs> holiday at this point, so okay. I don't really get holidays. But, uh, like, I'll be here, uh, Dopey Millennials, uh, Boxing Day, but I'll be right here on uh, Christmas. But nice 4th of July, one of my favorite times. I think it's just because we're in our 20s. Yeah. You know, and it's like, so right. you're young enough. I don't have kids. I don't have anything else Right, like you that. can go like, out there and really I celebrate. I a girlfriend, but I don't have kids. You're right. And so... I can kind of go out there, cut loose a little bit, have some fun, and enjoy myself. And that's always been before July. And, and plus, you get family and friends and everything else. It's awesome. There you go. Um, mountain trip, beach trip, lake trip, or staying home? Mountain trip, beach trip, would you lake say trip? lake trip or staying or home? Staying home. Um, let's go beach trip number one. Let's go lake trip number two, just because I love being in the water. The water's cool. I like that. Mountain trip number three. And then staying at home, number four. I mean, staying at home, don't get me wrong, is a vibe. But I like going to new places, too. I like exploring. But staying at home is definitely a vibe as well. There's nothing wrong with staying at home, having that quality time to yourself. So that would be marvelous. I do want to get Caleb Johnson in here. Uh, Garrett, I want you to stay in here as well because we got the Dopey Millennials coming up right after here in a couple of minutes. So you guys make sure you stay tuned for that. What's going on, fellas? Caleb, what's going on, man? It's, it's going good. I mean, what's what's coming up on? The, well, first, before I ask you guys what's coming up on the show tonight, 
I need him to rank the rappers, actually. Yes. He's you a are, rapper. You're oh, a big no, music no. guy. What are you guys getting me into? Rank, rank, rank the... Uh, Gary, 2,000 give, give rappers. The... 2,000 rappers. Drake, Eminem, Lil Wayne, and Jay-Z. I'm interested to see how you rank this. Because you're a rap fan. You're a All rap right, guy. He is. You, you, wait, you said Drake, Lil Wayne, Eminem, Jay-Z. Yes. Correct. Um, I wanted to throw Nelly in there too. But. Funny, ooh, don't don't do that. <laughs> I don't Nelly. do that. So <laughs> I, I didn't really fit the vibe there though. I would probably I would put Drake number one. Got to. Um, okay. Wait, are we spe- we're specifically saying of that era or like? That's now? what I did. That's what I did. Uh, but, that's you know, so tough. That uh, is tough. Just, all right, I feel under pressure, but if I'm, I'm judging pressure, it man. by the two thousand, right, you're Dejounte Murray at the free throw line last night. That's how much pressure. <laughs> yeah. We got. Hey, also shout out to Big Tigger for shushing the crowd um, because <laughs> oh, nice. that gave Dejounte Murray uh, some time to to really collect his thoughts and knock down those shots. Um, but of that era, I would have to say Jay Z, Lil Wayne, Drake, and then Eminem. Now I know Ooh. of that time, Eminem really like ran the streets and yeah. like had a lot of love. Um, but he is just really not aged well. Uh, and the other three have aged like fine wine. Maybe not so much, Lil Wayne. Yeah. But I still have an appreciation for no for Slim Shady. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just he didn't not age there. Well. Yeah, Man. like he did. hey. I, I, I will tell you it. this. Like, you know, I get it. I'll throw on eight mile any day and, right. and enjoy myself. Right. But um, I'm just not throwing on, uh, you know, Slim Shady EP. Like, I'm just not <laughs> not throwing on the albums that like that. Uh, the rest of those guys are in rotation. Uh, although, of course, Drake and his popularity of the 2010s. Yeah, I was about I, to say. Yeah, I, I, if I, we're I, talking about of the 2000s, Drake, I, I understand why he's lower because he really didn't come out to like 2009. I mean, like yeah. a sprained ankle, he ain't nothing to play with. All right, there we go. <laughs> okay. Look, look at Garrett. <laughs> look at Garrett. No Garrett. No some bars. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that great Drake quote, Garrett. All right. Caleb, I do, and Gary, this is for you too. I do want to ask you guys this. We've been talking a lot about the Hawks tonight, and Caleb, you are on Nothing But Nest. Go listen to Nothing But Nest. Caleb Johnson and Deshaun Tate giving you all things Atlanta Hawks basketball wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. You know I got you. Um, what What are your just overarching thoughts of the Atlanta Hawks? I mean, again, it seems like hopefully we're on an an, an upward tick right now. We we got guys back. We John Collins and Dejounte Murray came back last night, but there's just a lot more to be desired because it feels like they maybe could start to get close here, but it just seems like they they're spinning their wheels a little bit. I look, there's so many different things going on with this team all at the same time, and I think that's the that's the biggest issue is any time and I and I've heard a bunch of your callers tonight. And boy, are they probably not going to like me uh, coming up for the next two hours. That's okay. Because I, I'm in the locker rooms. I, I get to hear from these guys regularly. I'm at practice on a regular basis. Uh, not saying that that makes me any you know special or anything like that. But I'm hearing from these guys on a consistent basis. I'm watching them um, and following their, their thought processes and how they're going about things. Look, for one, I'll say this. Uh, and, and I know people will automatically discount it, but injuries have been a legitimate problem. For sure. The, the fact that you can't get guys out on the floor at the same time, this team needs to build chemistry and consistency, and they haven't been able to do that because they haven't been able to get out on the floor all at the same time. Uh, and then the other big thing, because I don't want to give too much away for our show, is um, I think poor roster construction. I'm, I'm sorry, Travis Link and Landry Fields, I don't think you put together a very good roster, specifically when it comes to the bench. 
um, because you've now reached a point where your two-way players and your rookie are the guys who are anchoring uh, your your bench, uh, who you really have needed to provide some support to keep you afloat through that stretch. And those should be like bonuses. Like, like we should be, um, you know, th this isn't the Hawks team of a few years ago who needed a rookie to, to plug into the starting lineup. Like, that's not what this team is. Uh, and so those should be bonuses, and they haven't been. Um, and maybe we'll see some changes relatively soon. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm dead tired of seeing Justin Holiday. I mean, the well, man, the man can't. Hit. I, that's I know, part of it. and I'm glad. But again, that's part of the that's part of that's to your point about the poor roster construction because he was supposed to come in and be kind of like this three and D type of dude, and I just don't want to see him at all. I don't care if he can play solid defense, which he can. And Aaron Holiday has been a little bit better than Justin Holiday in my opinion. But Justin Holiday, I'm good if I never see him in Atlanta Hawks jersey ever again. But I don't want to take too much up, uh, too much of you guys' time. Uh, real quick, besides the Hawks, what else are you guys coming up tonight? Oh, we're we're going to touch on uh, Dansby Swanson. I had a lot of Braves fans upset with me this week after some comments that I made. Um, you know about Alex Anthopoulos and his decision making. Uh, doesn't always. It's not always perfect. We're going to talk to Grant McCauley at nine forty. The newly engaged Grant McCauley. Congrats uh, to Grant. Yeah, yeah, get to get to talk to him and, and get his thoughts on the Braves. And then, of course, we're going to do some Falcons talk and uh, see what is the situation at quarterback and, and what that future may hold. There it is. A lot of good stuff coming up on the Dopey Millennials. They're coming up next. Thank you guys for rocking with me tonight. Make sure you guys keep it locked for Caleb Johnson and Garrett Chapman. The Dopey Millennials coming up next. They'll be back here in about five minutes. But that is my time. Thank you for rocking with the Hometown Take here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.